You're listening to Bible Truth Feed, a podcast by Christadelphianvideo.org for Christadelphians and all those seeking the truth about the Bible message. Join us now as we present our latest episode. The Unknown God Hello and welcome to Bible Truth Feed, a podcast by Christadelphianvideo.org. Who is the unknown God that Paul was talking about in Acts? Do you know him? If religions have conflicting ideas on who the true God is, then how is it possible for us to know him? The Bible contains all we need to know about who God is. We need to find out for ourselves. Even the Bible itself tells us to search things out for ourselves and not to rely on others telling us what to believe. Only then will we come to know the unknown God and what he holds in store for the future. To the unknown God. In the year 52 AD or thereabouts, a man called Paul travelled through what we know today as Turkey and Greece, preaching the gospel. And we read in the Bible in the book of Acts and chapter 17 that it was during this time he travelled to Athens, now capital city of Greece of course. And while there he made this comment about what he calls the very superstitious atmosphere of the society at that time. In verses 22 to 23 we read, Then Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill and said, Ye men of Athens, I perceive that in all things ye are too superstitious. For as I passed by and beheld your devotions, I found an altar with this inscription, To the unknown God. Whom therefore ye ignorantly worship, him I declare unto you. So you may ask, well, what was Paul talking about? Well, in the centre of Athens on Mars Hill was found a temple, dedicated to the many Athenian gods, such as Zeus, etc. But there was also... But also there there was this altar titled to the unknown god. Now you see, the Athenian religion included the idea that there were other gods, unknown to the Greeks. And rather not miss these out, as it were, they sought to appease even those unknown gods, and perhaps gain their favour. Well, if they'd listened to Paul, they would have been able to see that this unknown God was in fact the only God, the infinite God, the all-wise, almighty God, who created and sustained the heavens and the universe, everything that is contained therein. Yes, this was the God that they should look to, not their silly, pathetic, make-believe false gods, whose images they worship that have been made with their own hands. And this God, the God of the Bible, the only true God, this is the God that this short video is intending to introduce to you. So my question is, do you know the unknown God? The one whom Paul proclaimed on Mars Hill. Do you know him? And if if yes, are you quite sure? Because sadly the majority of this world's population do not. Why well, should say they choose not to? But sadly also, those who those 
who do profess to have a religion, a religion they claim is based on the Bible, they perhaps do not know the true God. You see, these many religions very often present wildly conflicting and contradicting teachings. So how? How can they ever profess to believe in the same God? And why, you may ask, are their understandings and teachings from the Bible so varied and so conflicting? Well, sadly, down through the ages, false teachings have infiltrated the true teachings, the true message, the true gospel of the Bible. And just as the Athenians had many gods and many superstitious beliefs, totally false beliefs about life and the origins of life and the very purpose of life, well, the fact is, these false beliefs, they have not gone away. Because as we have said, they have crept into true Bible teachings over the years. And this is the sad state we have today. Superstitious teachings that are sadly now taught, professing to be Bible-based. Yes, this superstition that Paul talks about, it concerns the pagan teachings that he witnessed in Athens at this time. Teachings that encompass the collection of beliefs, rituals and mythology centred in a worship of gods such as Zeus, Poseidon, Aphrodite, Hermes, etc. And the worship of these deities and many others was found right across the Greek world at, the, at that time. And the religious practices of the Greeks they extended beyond mainland Greece to the islands and coasts of Ionia and Asia Minor to Sicily and Italy and to scattered Greek colonies in the western Mediterranean. And subsequently, they influenced much <coughs> of, of, of the ancient Roman religion and the then Roman world. And then in due course, infiltrated into Christian teachings. And the outcome, well, it was a religion that had no bearing whatsoever on the true teachings of the Bible. Now, if the false teachings of these false churches are incorrect, then surely it goes without saying that the God that they profess to worship is false also. So you may ask, well, how? How can I find out about this unknown God that Paul refers to? How can I get to know him? How can I get to understand him? And the very reason why he created this earth, the very reason why he created man and, and, and the great plan and purpose he has with mankind upon this earth. Well, quite simply put, God has provided us with his book, the Bible. It contains everything we need to know about him and the very reasons why he created mankind. Yes, the very answer to the meaning of life. You see, the problem down through the ages is people have not read the Bible with understanding. Now, sadly, many have trusted others in interpreting the Bible for them. They have relied on the so-called religious leaders to teach them, rather than looking into the teachings from the Bible themselves. Yes, they unwittingly choose to believe the lies and deceit that these false teachers have told them, rather than looking into these things themselves. You see, the only way to find out about the true God, the real God, the God that Paul described as the unknown God to the Athenians, the God that made the world and all things therein, the only way to come to an understanding of him is by reading the Bible for yourself. Yes, no doubt, it's a massive help to be guided towards the quest for this truth by those who truly understand God's word. In fact, 
If you are genuinely looking for God, if you're genuinely searching for the true message written in his book, the Bible, well, the Lord God will quite often direct you towards those who truly understand what is written in his book, the Bible. And then, of course, the responsibility is yours, how you act upon this acquired knowledge. You know, we think of the situation in the book of Acts, where Paul was brought down south to meet up with the Ethiopian eunuch in the desert. And explaining to him the writings in the Bible, directing his path toward a true understanding of God's word. And well, quite possibly, this too is the very reason that you are watching this short video. So you too may be directed towards a God that is sadly unknown to the majority in this world today. And when you become convinced of the teachings shown to you, searching and comparing and proving in your own mind, then the unknown God will become the true and only God, a God known to you. And then you will come to experience the incredible joy and also peace of mind from truly knowing God. In the book of Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6 we read, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I put it to you. The book that is the Bible is a truly astonishing book. It is the most amazing, the most remarkable, extraordinary, astounding, and absolutely unique collection of writings that mankind has ever received. And why? Well, because it's the word of God. And if you truly desire to know God, then it's absolutely impossible for you to ignore it. Yes, the great creator and sustainer of this world, this universe, the all-wise, all-seeing God, has given us this incredible book so that we can understand who he is and what his plan and purpose is with mankind. He has given us this incredible book so that we can understand the past, the present and the future. He's given us this incredible book so that we can understand, so that we can comprehend, so that we can answer the question, what is the meaning of life? Yes, the answer to that question has eluded many a so-called wise man. The answer is written into this incredible book, the Bible. If only we are able to open eyes and read it with open minds. And then we will be able to access the amazing knowledge contained therein. Look, if God has given us this great guidebook, or perhaps I should say manual for life to learn about him and all life he created, this book that has come down to our day and generation over thousands of years, then surely... Does he not expect us to read it and read it with understanding? And this is the problem, because most have never truly read. They've never truly looked into the teachings of the scriptures themselves. They've just accepted what they have been told. Is this what God wants? Is this acceptable to him? Mere robots, as it were, nodding in agreement, in unity, but not fully knowing what they are nodding about, just accepting this why God created man? No, of course it not. Of course not. When you read and understand God's word, you will see that the very reason God created man 
was so that man would have his own free will, his own mind, a capacity and a necessity to come to an understanding himself. And through an understanding of God, an understanding of why he created the world, his reason for bringing his son into the world, his reason for allowing him to die, only then, only then would man truly come to know God and his son Jesus Christ. And only then could man come to truly love God and his son. Only then would man understand the true meaning of life. And yes, it does take time and effort for you to search these things out for yourself. Not just believe without understanding. How can we ever come to love God and his son if we never understand their character, their very nature? Surely love has to be based on knowledge and understanding. You know, the doctrine of the Trinity taught by so many churches. It's absolute blasphemy. It's not what the Bible teaches at all. How can we know the true God if we do not understand who he is and who his son is and what his power, the Holy Spirit, is? How can we know the true God if we believe in false doctrines about a, a supernatural devil and evil spirits? If we believe that hell is an afterlife location in another, in another dimension, a destination for the wicked to burn in torment for eternity. And if we believe that the righteous go to heaven when they die, and when they die how can we ever know God and his son if we believe these teachings? That go totally against true Bible teachings. Yes, these teachings are an abomination to God. They go totally against what is taught in the scriptures. If we really want to find out about the true living God and what his plan and purpose is with mankind, if we really want to be part of that future, if we really want to please and worship and love God and his son, then of course, when reading God's word, the Bible, we need to understand what is being written. And not just little snippets, verses here and there, but the whole Bible. Only then will we get a clear understanding of God's message to mankind. The Lord Jesus Christ, we read, rebuked the people at the time for reading the scriptures and not acting in accordance with what they read. John 5, verse 39 to 40, we read, He searched the scriptures, and these are they which bear witness of me, and he will not come to me, that he may have life. And to the Sadducees, Sadducees he said these words about their belief of resurrection in Matthew 22, verses 20, verse 29. He do not knowing the scriptures, and then went on to say, But as touching the resurrection of the dead, have we not read that which was spoken unto you by God, saying, I am the God of Abraham, and the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob? God is not a God of the dead, but of the living. Jesus said that this was God speaking to the generations of that very day. And because they ignored it, they were going astray. You know, the Apostle Paul had a companion in the ministry of the gospel named Timothy. And two of Paul's epistles are written to that young man. In one of them, in, in, in 2 Timothy 3 and verse 15, we read these words. From a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make these wise into salvation through faith which is in Jesus Christ. Yes, Timothy, through a correct understanding of the scriptures, was able to know God and was able to become wise into salvation. Yes, it, it's the only way. 
that we can come to know God. In Acts 17 we read, we read there of the record how Paul and Silas preached the gospel to the Jews of Berea. And we read they received the word gladly, but tested the truth of what Paul and Silas had said. And in verse 11 we read, they searched the scriptures daily, whether those things were so. And of course Paul did not rebuke them for doing this, but rather he commended them for their zeal. And to the believers at Thessalonica, 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 21, Paul wrote these words, Prove all things, hold fast that which is good. So surely, that through these few references, we are told quite clearly that the, skip, the scriptures are able and sufficient to teach the truth about God, necessary for salvation. And we are told to search these things out for ourselves if you want to come to an understanding of God and an understanding of the truth. So yes, of course it matters that we fully understand the true living God, the God of the Bible. It matters so much. Because this is a matter of life and death. You see, if we refuse to come to God ourselves, if we refuse to truly understand him ourselves, if we refuse to truly learn about him and his son ourselves, then he will refuse to know us and we will go to the grave for eternity. You see, it's no good pleading that we have been misled by other people in the high court of heaven, this is not a valid defence. Jesus said in Matthew 15 and verse 14, If the blind lead the blind, both shall fall into the ditch. It's no good urging the clever and scholarly men have taught us what to believe and what to do. For the test is not scholarship, but, the tr but truth is measured by the word of God. Man-made religion is no substitute for God's religion. In fact, as stated earlier, it's abhorrent to God. Jesus made this quite clear when he took the words of an old Hebrew prophet and reinforced their meaning. In Matthew 15 and verse 9 we read these words. In vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. And we read in 1 Corinthians 14 verse 33 that God is not the author of confusion. The Bible is quite clear to understand. If we approach it with a right frame of mind, without prejudice or preconceived ideas... Yes, the great doctrines of the true Christian faith, they are based on facts. And if you deny the facts, you falsify the doctrine. And you deny the true God. For example, deny the fact that Adam was the first man created from the dust of the ground. And well, you are denying the whole message and purpose of the scriptures to mankind. Deny that the serpent in the Garden of Eden was merely an animal. And you deny what the scripture says about sin and its, and its consequences, death. Deny God's promises to Abraham. And you deny the importance of the land of Israel and the Jews in God's plan and purpose. In denying the virgin birth of Jesus Christ, he becomes the son of Joseph and not the son of God. He is made a man of his time and no more. Deny the physical resurrection of Jesus Christ and it strikes the very foundation of the faith and it makes Christ's apostles false witnesses and leaves the dead in their graves forever and we could go on and on and on. So of course it matters in our understanding of God and his word. Surely if the Lord God 
had gone to such great care to reveal the truth about himself and his purpose, it is illogical to behave as though it does not matter, and that people can please themselves about what they believe. In the Old Testament, there is a passage which, which settles this point clearly. In Isaiah chapter 66 and verse 2, we read these words. To this man will I look, even to him that is poor and of a contrite spirit, and trembleth at my word. And that word trembleth, it means understanding it, believing it, and obeying it. People are not entitled to please themselves. If that leads them to be indifferent to what God has revealed, it's absolutely vital that men and women ought to look carefully and sincerely at their beliefs. You know, as Christadelphians, we endeavour to read the Bible at least once a year through our daily readings. And as regarding our understanding of God's word, we go over and over and over the fundamental doctrines of the scriptures, time and time again, refreshing our minds continually. Yes, we are looking into these things ourselves. But of course, we also help each other along the way. We have lectures at a hall every Sunday on Bible teaching, concerning the vital doctrines necessary for salvation. We have Bible classes every week where we look into various aspects of Bible teaching. For even as baptised believers, we never stop learning. And the more we look into God's word of truth, the more hidden gems of knowledge we find contained therein. And of course we meet every Sunday to remember the Lord Jesus Christ and all that has been accomplished for us. Baptised believers in Christ Jesus in the partaking of the bread and wine and listen to an exhortation, a time to consider more fully whose we are and to whom we serve and a vital time of fellowship. We also have a Sunday school where we teach our children lessons from the Bible from an age where they're able to understand and benefit. We talk about the Bible with our family when at home or when we socialise in fellowship with our fellow brothers and sisters. The knowledge of the only true God comes from a knowledge of the Bible. Our love for the Lord God, the creating sustainer of all that has been and will be. Our love for his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Our love for our fellow brothers and sisters and the wonderful hope we share concerning God's plan and purpose with this earth. This is at the core of our very being the very driving force of our lives. Nothing, absolutely nothing else is more important than that to us. We endeavour that our whole lives are devoted to God's truth. And we would love for you to come to a knowledge of these great things also. To share in the wonderful hope we share in. So if you really want to know God, please, I beg of you, look into these things yourself. You've no excuse. Yes, sadly, the true God of the heavens and the earth is a God unknown to the majority in this world today. Does this matter, you may ask? Well, if you want to share in the wonderful hope that we Christadelphians share in, then the answer is absolutely yes. If your quest is to love the Lord God and his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, then the answer is absolutely yes. If your quest is for eternal life in a kingdom of absolute purity and peace, worshipping God and his son in a kingdom more incredible, more magnificent than you can ever possibly imagine, then the answer is absolutely yes. 
But if you want none of these things, then no, it matters not. So the choice is yours. Thank you for joining us. We hope you found the episode helpful. Don't forget, most of these episodes are also available as videos on our video channel, cdvideo.org. So head over and take a look. If you have any comments or questions or suggestions, please get in touch or leave us a voice message. We love to hear your feedback. You can email us at bt f at cdvideo.org. If you enjoyed the episode, then please share it with others. Until next time, may God bless you in your studies and your walk towards God's kingdom. Amen.